Let me show you how Daniel distinguished himself. Even though he was in a wicked nation in Babylonian captivity, he still was able to set himself apart from the crowd and get promoted because an excellent spirit is in him is what the word of God says. So even though you may be living or working in a wicked environment, God has still anointed you with his Holy Spirit and he has given you specific gifts and talents and he wants you to operate in this calling in your environment. So may you take this wisdom from Daniel and see how you can operate in your skills, your gifts, and in your talents in your work environment. The Holy Spirit has given us gifts. We see the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. We see healings. We see word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, miracles. We see the speaking of tongues. We see that the Holy Spirit will allow us to discern spirits and download wisdom into our spirit to pour onto others. We also see the ministry gifts in Ephesians 4. He gave some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. These are gifts not just for inside of the church building. These are ministry gifts that you are going to use in your workplace. Likewise, the spiritual gifts in Romans 12, we see the gift of ministry or mercy or giving or encouragement. These are spiritual gifts and Daniel was able to operate in these gifts because he distinguished himself. So we're going to see biblically in the word of God how this Daniel distinguished himself. It says in Daniel 6.3, this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So Daniel had an excellent spirit. What were some of his gifts? Daniel 5, 12 says, Inasmuch as an excellent spirit, <clears throat> knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Beltejazar now let Daniel be called, and he will give the interpretation. So explaining enigmas, it means untying knots. Some people, they may have some knots in their mind. They may be bound in their mind to certain addictions. They may be bound in their emotions or in their desires to certain cravings. There's some people out there that are bound to some different spirits and they need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit within you to be able to distinguish these things and to lead them to their freedom. Or they may be bound to the world. They may be bound to ungodly systems. They may be bound to pornography or to lust, but God has anointed you with a spirit to explain enigmas, to untie some knots. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you the same way it was upon Jesus in Isaiah 61. You have been anointed to bring glad tidings, to preach the good news. This is what it means to be an evangelist. It's just to bring the good news. An evangelist simply just 
plants seeds. You are called to plant seeds in other people's souls. And maybe a God bless you, and maybe a smile, and maybe a verse, and maybe a word of encouragement, or just looking at someone's heart and just loving on them. That is evangelist in its simplest form is to plant seed, to scatter seed in a deeper level of evangelism is being able to discern the good soil from the bad soil and sowing in to that good soil. So you have been gifted with the Holy Spirit. And this Daniel, he could explain enigmas. He could untie knots. Coming back to Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon you to bring liberty to the captives, to set those who are bound free. Some people out there, they're bound. They're bound to the world, bound to pornography, bound to binge watching Netflix, bound to having no purpose, bound to depression. But the spirit of the Lord in you wants to lead these people to freedom. So what was it about Daniel? Number one, He chose not to defile himself with the world's delicacies. Daniel 1 verse 8, it says, Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. So what are some delicacies out there in the world that you are choosing not to defile yourself? And maybe scrolling through social media, I'm not going to defile myself by allowing my eyes to rest upon these wicked things. I'm not going to watch the same TV shows or the same movies that the world watches because I have an anointing and I'm distinguishing myself from this world. I'm not going to defile myself with these delicacies, but I'm calling forth the anointing that is in me so that way I can be used for the glory of God. As Christians, we are called to be set apart. Set apart, okay? Holy just means to be set apart. Jesus is holy and there is none as holy as Jesus and only one is truly holy, set apart from everything. But you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you and you are set apart and you are called to be set apart, not to defile yourself with the delicacies of of the world because James says that whoever loves this world is an enemy of God. And you don't desire to be an enemy of God. You desire to be set apart from these delicacies. Daniel 1.4, it says, young men, speaking about Daniel and other young men that were with him, in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace. That ability means strength. He had strength to serve before the king, whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. So Daniel, number two, is that he was a student. He was scholarly. 
He was teachable. In order to be an effective evangelist, you got to be teachable. To be a good pastor or a good leader, to operate under the gift of a pastor. What is a pastor? It's a shepherd, a pastor, steward souls. You can pastor some souls around you at work because you're praying for them and you're planting seeds within them. You don't have to have a mic and be in front of the church to be a pastor. You just need to be shepherding some souls, okay? You don't need to have a mic at a church to operate under the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will distribute to each one as they will, but can you be faithful stewarding and tending the garden that is placed in front of you right now in this season? God says, what is before you, right? What do you have and what do you see? Steward this and then gifts will start to stir up. Do you live in obedience and surrender to Jesus Christ? You must first surrender to Jesus, walk in obedience, seek his will, and you must be a student. Be scholarly, be willing to learn, to become a better evangelist, to become a better teacher, to become a better pastor, a better shepherd over souls, right? Have a desire to prophesy is what it says in 1 Corinthians 14. Desire these things to encourage people, to lift them up, but be willing to learn, be willing to be taught for the glory of God. Daniel was teachable. He was willing to go through three years of teaching and consecration before he even stepped in to the king's palace. So someone who really distinguished himself, they're teachable, they're scholarly, they're always learning. You may not have been a good student in school because you didn't have that passion or that fire for those subjects, but it's different now. Because you're in the kingdom of God and you want to win some souls. You want to see some souls be saved, lit on fire for the kingdom of God. You want to bring some revival into people's hearts. And in order to do this, you must be scholarly. You must have a scholarly desire within you just to learn, to grow in the kingdom, knowledge of the kingdom according to your gifts. Are you an evangelist? Are you a prophet? Are you a teacher? Are you operating in multiple of these different ministry gifts? That's possible as well. Maybe you just know that you have a spiritual gift in Romans 12 of encouragement or just mercy or giving and you just want to give, but know that to whoever has, more will be given. So if you have something good, you got to give more in order to increase in that gift. A lot of pastors, the way that they start prophesying is they're just faithful to pastoring. They're faithful to shepherding souls in front of the church. And then, yeah, God drops the prophecy within them or God drops the gift of healing. So when they go to lay hands and pray for that person, they get healed because that pastor is just being faithful and shepherding one gift, one talent, one skill, and then more flow in. So there's so many different ways that God can use you in your skills and in your gifts. It could be in your creativity. God may have blessed you with creativity, right? Or your work environment. There's different skills that he's given you where you can use these things to minister unto people. So Daniel was teachable and he's also willing to serve. Number three is that Daniel was faithful 
and faultless before God. Obedience leads to blessing. When you obey God, you will walk in blessings. When you walk in the fear of the Lord, you will walk in blessings. These are these Deuteronomy 28 sort of blessings that there is always a blessing before you and there is a curse and you can choose the blessing or the curse. But in order to receive blessing, You need to walk in the fear of the Lord. In order to receive wealth, you can't have the spirit of mammon where you're so, you know, attached to wealth in your soul. But God gives wealth to a man who is good in his sight and who is willing to give that wealth unto other people. God gives knowledge to a man who fears him and is seeking that knowledge and is willing to pour out that knowledge onto other people. So Daniel 6, 4 says, So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. He was faultless before God because he sought him. He had practices put in place to pray to God, to seek him to read his word. He was faithful before God saying, I'm not going to defile myself. I'm not going to be like the world. I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, not conforming to the wicked systems of the world, but I'm going to constantly walk in the spirit of repentance, seeing how I can change my mind. There may be a scenario or a situation or an environment where I saw it one way, but now God wants me to see it a different way. He wants to shift my perspective. He wants to shift my mind and allow me to see how he sees because blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. But when you conform to this world, you won't even know the will of God for your life. You'll be blinded from God's will if you are conforming to the world, which is why Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will test and approve that good and perfect will of God. So it takes some time to test Is this God's will for my life? Is this where God is leading me? Is this where God is directing me? I need to test this. I need to go through a process of testing God's will by just being faithful and obedient to worshiping him, to praying, to developing a relationship with him. So Daniel was faithful and faultless before God. Number four, he was disciplined bold and unashamed in his faith. This is a characteristic of someone who is in Christ. When your identity is in Christ, you are bold. It doesn't matter how shy you were before Christ or how quiet you were before Christ. The Holy Spirit makes you bold. The Holy Spirit gives freedom of speech or unrestrained utterance. I know this because I was the quiet kid who liked to sit in the back of the classroom and not say anything. But the Holy Spirit gives this freedom of speech to freely utter the words of God, to stand and testify before men about your Lord and Savior, Jesus 
Christ. And there's wisdom behind this, right? We're not blurting. We're not always operating out of the John the Baptist anointing with our workers, right? We're not called to be a street preacher inside of a work environment. If God called you to street preach, praise God. That's a different anointing. That's a special anointing. That's a different type of calling and way to speak. But there's wisdom and skill when we're surrounded by these people every day, when we encounter these people at the grocery store or in these different environments. We need a skill to evangelize. We need a wisdom on how to plant, but we can't be conformed to this world. And we must know that the Holy Spirit makes us bold, that in Christ we are bold. And Daniel had this boldness. So in Daniel 6, there's these men that saw Daniel's promotion. They saw him being elevated and they did not want Daniel to have that blessing. And they couldn't find anything against him because it says that he was faithful and faultless before God and men. So in order to find something against Daniel, they had to try and find something against his God and the law of his God. So they knew that Daniel prayed and that Daniel bowed down before God and he prayed and that nothing was going to stop Daniel from bowing down before God and praying. So they send out a decree written by the king that they can only bow down to the king and worship the king for 30 days. And if anyone bows down or worships any other god other than the king for 30 days, they are to be thrown into the lion's den. So Daniel knows that this decree is written and it's signed, but it doesn't affect how he moves. It says in Daniel 6.10, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since the early days. So Daniel, he followed out in the boldness of his customs and his, in his disciplines. He still said, I'm going to open the windows. I'm going to go about my custom. I'm not even going to hide. If they're going to come against me, let them come against me for the glory of God. But my windows are open. You can see me because I'm bold in my faith. And this world and the laws of this world are not going to come against me. Even though Bibles may be banned, even though different laws may be put in place against the law of my God, I'm still going to be bold and I'm still going to worship God with the windows open. Don't compromise your faith. Don't live in a place of compromise. Jesus says, if you confess him before men, he will confess you before his father. But if you don't confess him before men, he won't confess you before his father. Father. So you must know your boldness. You must know your authority that you have in Christ to continue to be bold, even though the environment is wicked, even though they're coming against Christians and supporting things like the LGBTQ agenda, even though they're supporting things like same-sex marriage, you must continue to be bold and carry out the customs and the disciplines that you have to your God. So Daniel distinguished himself by choosing not to defile himself with the delicacies of this world. He was teachable, a student, and scholarly. 
He was willing to serve in the king's palace. He was willing to serve even under the wicked in order for him to operate in these skills and these gifts that he had. And number three, he was faithful and faultless before God. And he was disciplined, bold, and unashamed in his faith. This is how you too can distinguish yourself on a day-to-day basis in your work environment. You have been called and anointed with a great and mighty calling. So continue to distinguish yourself. Continue to be disciplined before God. Dedicate your soul to serving God, to worshiping Him, to finding your greatest joy in God alone. And God will set you apart for his glory. Amen. God bless you so much, my friend. Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.